Welcome to The Chapel Online. At The Chapel, we're about helping people meet, know, and follow Jesus on the campus, in the city, and around the world. We're so thrilled that you've chosen to be with us today. It's great to see some faces I haven't seen in a while. I'm sure everybody's trying to map out their day. So if this is your first time with us, I want to say welcome. We're so glad that you are with us. If it's the first time in a long time, I want to say welcome. And I want to say welcome to the kids. Uh, Eric said, you know, wanted them to scream Merry Christmas, which I had in my notes. Please scream Merry Christmas. So we won't do that twice since we already have a winner. I don't want to rob that uh, person from there. But as I was looking at everything and looking at everybody, I was just filled with a, a lot of uh, joy that uh, we would pause and worship the Lord today it's a, on a very busy day. We'll be back here tonight or this afternoon at 3 and 5 p.m. for um, Christmas Eve services where we'll have candles and uh, so if you're interested in that, um, I don't know if everybody's going to make everything. I will be here, <laughs> and our team will be here. We're, we're excited to do it. Also, if you've come, and many do, with a year-end gift, you can give those on the way out at the ushers and their giving boxes at all our exits. So we're so grateful for such an amazing year. So let me, uh, let me start with a question, show of hands, because some of our regulars have moved their regular seatings. I'm, I'm adjusting to where people are. Uh, for those of the, the, that are regular, but how many people have a nightlight in their house? How many kids have a nightlight in their room? We'll start with that. Nightlight in your room? Anybody? Hey, hey, listen, I've got one, all right? We've got them all the way down the hall. My wife, Miss Mary, when we had a black dog, she couldn't see the dog, and so she tripped and fell over the dog and hit the floor, and we thought, you know, for a couple dollars, we can get some nightlights and just put them everywhere. Okay, you can put those hands down now. I think I've taken it in. I mean, we've got some folks who are like, I have a nightlight and you need to know about it, right? <clears throat> nightlights dispel darkness. They're awesome because when things are dark, <clears throat> well, we get scared. You hear, you hear sounds that don't exist. You worry about things that maybe you don't need to. You tend to stumble and fall and trip. You step on toys and Legos and Legos and curse. I mean, do, do you? Oh, sorry. You, you just, in the dark, amazing things can happen. Christmas is about light. Most importantly, light dispelling darkness. Because that's what light does. When you turn on a light, the darkness fades away. Even the smallest light. How many people have a light on their smartphone? I mean, can you, can you turn it on for me and just hold it up so we can all see it? Go ahead. Why don't you do that? I want to see if it adds any difference to the light. Yeah, look at that. Almost feels like a concert or Christmas. Look around, right? Doesn't take much. Can we bring the house lights down? Let's just see how bright they are. Man, those things are bright. Yeah, silent night. Okay, no, we're not there. We're not quite there. Thank you. You can turn them off now because some of you are just as excited about doing that in, the, in church, right, as anything. So glad. Every story of Christmas is, comes from one of the Gospels, the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of John, and they're all different. Luke, I mean, Mark's Gospel doesn't even talk about the birth of Jesus. It starts with um, John the Baptist, his cousin, and his ministry. The Gospel of Luke 
has the biggest story about the birth of Jesus. The Gospel of Matthew doesn't go to Jesus' birth, but goes all the way back to Abraham, which we saw just last week, and says the story of Jesus is the fulfillment of what God promised Abraham in Genesis chapter 11, way back in the very first book of the Bible. The Gospel of John goes even further back than Abraham. It goes all the way back to the beginning of creation. And we could say it goes back to Genesis 1. So I want to read uh, the first 14 verses of John. It's usually not a passage for Christmas, but we're, this Christmas we're talking about light. We'll talk, and so it makes sense to talk about it from John chapter 1. Here's what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, John the Baptist, and he came as a witness to testify concerning the light, Jesus, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He only came to give witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who receive him, to all um, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children not born of natural descent or human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. We'll look at that in a little more detail in just a minute. But that's, that's how the Christmas story begins in John. And maybe you recognize some of the language because the first page of the Bible, Genesis 1, says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and God said let there be light. And there was light. Here's the point we want you to leave with this morning. God is always dispelling darkness. That's what happens in Genesis, and that's what we'll see happen at Christmas. Back to Genesis 1-3. God said, let there be light and there was light. There's probably no more definitive statement in the Bible than this. God speaks, and everything is created. The things that we see and the things that we don't see. He creates truth. He creates reality. He creates it all from his spoken word, and it is pretty powerful, and light comes into it. And then there are these two words in this very first verses of the Bible. There was, for, everything was formless and empty. If there's any way to describe darkness, those words really help. You can't grasp darkness. It's formless. It's empty. You can't see when things are dark. I went fishing with a friend of mine um, a couple Sundays ago, and he had on his boat a camera that could see in the dark. And I thought, how cool is that? It wasn't a light. 
It was just a camera. So as we zipped home in the dark, we were looking through the camera at the things we were about to hit. <laughs> and he goes, do you see that boat? I said, I can't see it with my eye, but I can see it on the camera. It was so cool. God doesn't need a camera to see in the dark. God speaks and light comes forth and light is going to dispel darkness. Formless and void, we actually spent a lot of time in our study on Genesis this past semester on those two words. To be formless and void. Maybe there are times in your life where you feel like, man, it's formless, it's empty. And, and, and what we're tempted to do, of course, is create form and to fill what's empty. That's what we're tempted to do. We're tempted to, if you will, make our own reality, define our own truth, determine exactly who we want to be. But what we find is we can't do that. It was God who first stared down into the darkness and spoke, and light came forth. And that's what really dispels it. Again, our point is simply this. God is always dispelling darkness. He speaks into the darkness at the very first Christmas. He spoke when things were formless and empty and brought light. He speaks at Christmas and he brings in hope because there's another darkness. Genesis 1 describes a darkness uh, that's before creation. But after he created humanity, Adam and Eve would say, you know what? We love you, God. We get to live with you. We get to do all this, but we're going to be independent. We're not going to do what you've said for us to do. We're going to rebel. And sin entered the world, which of course is a whole different kind of darkness. I mean, it's a church word, and most of the time when you talk about sin, it, it kind of represents a, a list for many people of things that you're not supposed to do. But it's much more invasive than that. It's deep in our soul. It's deep within us. It causes us to hate what we should love. It causes us to despise what we should adore. And so God's going to speak into that darkness and bring about something completely different. When we try to fill, when we live our life, we like to hide in the shadows. We have candy at our house currently in places where little hands can reach them. And so we've had to move some of that candy. It really looks cool on the table. But little hands find their way there, and then little people disappear. <laughs> and you go, I, where are the little people? And then you look at the table, you draw some conclusions. There's no more candy on the table. Little hands must have found it. And then where do little people go when their hands are full of candy? Into the shadows into the shadows. Isn't that what we all do? The Bible actually says humanity actually loves darkness because our deeds are evil. And so the darkness that's within inside of us is a darkness that we can't dispel. People will try. They'll try to bring form to that which is formless and light to that which is dark, but only God can do that. They'll do it. Some people will pursue the successful life, spending all you have to get all you can, to keep all you get. But generation after generation finds that, you know, that's going to lead to an empty life. 
Some people really go after fame. It's accessible now to every common person that has a phone because you can post your beauty and your wisdom to the world, even though we don't really want to see it or hear it. But you can, you can get a lot of fame and fortune that way. But then you're constantly at the, at the beck and call of the approval of everyone else. Some people try to fill the, the formlessness in their life or the darkness in their life by doing everything perfectly. Doing everything perfectly. And of course, that leads to a, an interesting darkness of pride that is struggling to make its way out, and it's often dark, dark. God is always dispelling darkness in our life, in the world. That's what he's doing. He came and spoke light when there was nothing. He, he came to deal with the internal darkness that lives inside of us, and guess what? He came at night when it was dark. It wasn't dark everywhere on the planet, but where he came, it was dark. And the angels filled the sky. God is always dispelling darkness. So back to John, it says this, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things that were made, nothing was made. And I mean, and without him, nothing was made that has been made, and him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind, and light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. If you've lived any time on this planet Earth, you'd feel like there's still a battle raging between darkness and light. It sure can feel that way. But as the Jacksons read, God has given us promise after promise after promise after promise, for unto us a child was born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the greatness of his government and peace, there is no end. And I agree, we need peace in this world. But sometimes, even though at Christmas, God brought a divisive blow to darkness, it just feels like, oh, it can feel really hard. And you think, man, there's darkness all around us. It feels like it's creeping in. Maybe that's something you felt in your life. Maybe there's places in your life, you know, the private places where you don't let Jesus in. Even Christians try to create those spaces. Here's what we need to remember, verse 5. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, has not understood it, has not comprehended it. It can't and it won't. And this is the hope that we have at Christmas. It can't and it won't. It can't, and, and even some of you today may feel really sad. There may be pain and struggle in your life. There might be a dark spot, and you're just like, oh, God, where are you? Christmas is really hard for many people, and I know that's true because there's still pain and there's still chaos some of you, like me, have been receiving texts about those you love and care about that are fighting to live life and are in the hospital. Some of you, like me, have received texts and pictures of the birth of, of the first child and the first grandchild, and, and, and we have all of these emotions, and they seem to be intensified. But not only did, not only did 
light shine to dispel darkness, but light came to be among us. That's what it says in verse 14 of John. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The God who created the world entered the world he created. The God who holds the world together came as a baby that would be held. The God who knew no sin became sin for us that we might know him. And this is the amazing thing. Here's the truth. Darkness did not stop trying to push in when Jesus was born. It seems like it doubled down. Oh, we're going to take over. Darkness is going to win the day. Back to verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Even though it can feel like it's winning the day, it is not. Historians pretty much agree that in the Second World War, the European battle was won on D-Day when the Allied forces invaded Normandy, France. But it wouldn't be realized until VE Day, which is Victory in Europe Day. Do you know how many days pass from D-Day to VE Day? 336 days. Just because the enemy was defeated didn't mean the enemy quit, kept, uh, stopped fighting. And so it is today. Christians need to remember this is the experience that we experience. At Christmas, Jesus came in and gave a death blow to darkness. And it's over, but it won't be final until he comes again. And so we, we know it's one, but we still live with our own struggles and our own anxieties. Here's our point again. God is always dispelling darkness. Always. That's what he does. Verse 9 of John says, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to those which were his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children not born of natural descent or human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Many of Jesus' day didn't recognize him. The creator of the world didn't recognize him. Those that he came to, his own people, the Jewish people, many of them said no. And he didn't receive him. But it says, yet to all who do receive him. So what we see here that's important, it's so important to the Christian message and to Christmas, it's for all who will receive him. And it explains exactly what it's not. It, it is open to everybody. It doesn't matter about your ethnicity. It doesn't matter about your nationality. It doesn't matter about your socioeconomic standing. It doesn't matter how wonderful your family is. It doesn't matter how awful your family is. It's open to everybody, all who will receive him. What is it not? It says it's not by natural descent. There's no certain race or people or nation that has a special favor with God. He, he is not one that ha shows privilege. Anyone that wants to come to him and say, God, there's darkness in my life. Would you shine in? Uh, my wife wants, um, I haven't gotten it yet. Sorry, babe. Uh, 
and I won't get it today, but she wanted a flashlight for Christmas. And not trusting me to get it, she ordered her own. Uh, so I guess you do have one that I'll wrap later uh, today. I haven't seen it yet, but I began to shop for one for her. And I just thought, man, I, I, want, I, want, I want a flashlight that she can walk with in the dark. And so I saw this flashlight at Lowe's, and I went, that looks like it can di dispel darkness. That looks like it can work. And I wanted to give it to her as a gift. And looking directly at it, I turned it on. For the next eight minutes, I was blind <laughs> because it was so strong. I was trying to receive this light into my life and dispelling darkness. There's no special privilege to me or anyone else. It's not by natural descent. It's not by human decision. That means you can't earn it. You have to receive it like a gift, and lots of us are going to receive gifts. Lots of us. And you have to come with your hands open, not holding anything, and you receive it. It's not by a human's will. Someone else can't decide for you. No one else can, add, can decide that Jesus is to be your light and to shine in and dispel darkness. Not only does he tell us who it's for, not only does he tell us what it's not, he also tells us how to receive it. You receive it by believing. Believing what? That Jesus is who he said he was. That he did what he said he would do. That he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. This is the Christmas story. It started on Christmas Day, and it felt like this flash of light that I held in my hand. And I was hoping I could tell you that Mary received that gift from me, right? Well, she will, but it'll be from her, uh, to her. But God gives us a gift from him to us. So I don't know where you are today. I know I recognize many of our church family here. I see kids back in town. I see siblings. I see family. Here's what you need to know. If you're a Christian and there is darkness in your life, invite the light of the world to shine it, to dispel the darkness, to help, help you understand it. He will overcome it, whether it's in your mind or in your emotions in your family that you're trying to have together. And if you're not a Christian, would you receive God's gift of Jesus? It's his gift to humanity. That's what he wants for the whole world. That's why he sent it, to deal with the darkness in the world, the darkness in me, and the darkness in you. And we receive him by faith. It's not by a decision someone else makes. It's not because we're privileged. We deserve it. No one does. No one else can make the decision for you. It's a very individualistic decision. So let me pray for us. Father God, I pause and say thank you so very much for Jesus. Thank you that he will meet us as children, as adults, in any phase of our life at any age. So, Lord, I pray for the Christians in this room that are struggling with darkness, that they might invite Jesus to shine his light like the 
bright light I saw at Lowe's and dispel the darkness. Lord, I pray for those who are struggling this Christmas season and have forgotten that the victory's won. The enemy has not stopped, but the victory's won and that it might give them hope to carry on. Lord, I pray for those here who've never trusted you. Boy, Christmas Eve would be a great day to bow the knee of your heart and put your trust in Jesus Christ, believing he is who he said he was, that he came and did what he said he would do. All you need to say is, Lord Jesus, today I receive you. I receive the gift of your death on the cross for me, and I receive the life that you give because you rose from the dead. I may not understand it, but I no longer trust in myself. I trust in you. And I thank you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thanks for joining us. To find out more about the chapel, visit thechapelbr.com.